Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. And then our, our, our Wapak Naz year in review. And this year, th- this month is a little wonky because Advent starts uh, right in November too, doesn't it? So uh, uh, we're going to start our, our two-week series a a year in review because quite frankly um, I don't know about you but I know what happens in my life with my wife that after we've had a a decade of a a week or a year of a day and we stop running and we sit and we look at each other and we go oh my goodness what did we do today Uh, what did we do this week did we did we actually make a difference did we invest in someone um, and, and we, we just kind of look at each other going, oh my goodness. And you pause in the midst of all the commotion and you, then you begin to realize how much stuff has passed by you throughout the day or throughout the week. Uh, about three years ago, we noticed that happens in the life of the church, right? That you, you move from Sunday to Sunday, from sermon to sermon, from life group to life group, from event to event, and, and, and we're always looking forward, and we rarely, rarely do we stop and pause and look back over our collective shoulder to see what God has done and to see what he has done through you and around you uh, and in your community. And so this is why we do a, a Wapak Naz year in review, uh, because we want to pause it's kind of like Ferris Bueller who said, you know, if you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you just, you, you lose everything. And so we're, we're taking a book uh, out of the page of, of Jesus where he, he remembers and he reflects. And out of Habakkuk where he just paused and wrote down the revelation. It's really important that we remember where we've been so that it helps us move forward. And so with that, um, I'm, I'm going to ask a friend uh, to come on up, Lisa Keck. Would you mind coming up, Lisa? Woohoo! Give her a what, what? I have crazy <laughs> high school short girl problems. It's the red. Did I turn it off? I press. I, I have a college education, but I don't know how to operate a microphone. Isn't that interesting, right? So, l- ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls of all ages, uh, this is this is Lisa. Uh, Lisa, welcome. Um, how are you? I'm great. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I would cry, but I cried during prayer, and I'm like, well, it's all downhill now. Do I? <laughs> do I need to get you some tissue? No. Yeah, actually, it probably would be a wise thing. Um, we can't even sit at the coffee shop without <laughs> tissues. <laughs> Well, I, I asked Lisa probably about two months ago. I said, Lisa, would you, would you mind um, sharing a little bit of your story? 
um, and, and how you came here to Wapak Naz, and, and she was all for it. And so uh, this might be your first introduction to Lisa. And so, um, Lisa, I, I would ask that you briefly just kind of give us um, a view of, of where your life was personally and spiritually before before you even entered took the risk to, to come in here to Wapak Naz. Okay. Um, I was saved and baptized in college many many years ago um, got into a marriage um, was not focused on Christ um, divorced after 15 years three kids um, just kind of felt um, like I was trying to find my place and I wanted to get back to a church but I didn't know where to go um, I had a, a kind of a list of maybes that I wanted to research. You know, I always do my research before I dive in, and uh, um, I happened to be following the Wapak Athletic Club, um, yeah. and back in no last year, November, yeah. he yeah. was filling the semi um, for, was it Honduras? Honduras, yeah. And I was just like, this guy's kind of goofy. I could listen to him. I can really, I can really connect. I can, and and so. What does that say about you that you can connect with Goofy? <laughs> I'm Goofy. <laughs> um, so you know, I go down a rabbit hole, and you know, he's married to Amy, and Amy owns Winans, and I was like, these people have to be pretty cool. So you know, I not so much. You, you know, that was, that was November, and yeah. you know, so I, I had done some of the podcasts, listening to them. Yeah. Um, found some great sermons and I was like yeah yeah I think I can do this and you know still doing my research and um and then uh, I reached out to Amy and asked her a few questions and she's like I'll be happy to sit with you if you want and so she did my first day here and uh, so t let us in a little bit about you taking that risk to come in here um what were you sensing even before you stepped into this place that I just had to be here Really? Like, I was just, I was, I was drawn, and I'm like, I, you know that feeling, and, you know, it's, it's silly to fight that feeling, because you're not going to win, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, just, just go with it, so, uh, my, my first day here, um, was Valentine's Day, and I sure did feel the love. So, tell us a little bit about that, because it's always awkward coming into a, yeah, to a new place, but particularly a, ch a church you know um lots of new people um very genuine people um but i just felt like this is a group that cares about one another and you 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 sense that mm -hmm. not only did you see that but you experienced that how did you how did you experience that just an overwhelming feeling of just you know like that joy and comfort and love and I remember you, when you were sharing this story with me uh, of how this is how this church has impacted your life. That Sunday, you not only had a an impact from the people; it was you engaged with God. Um, can you can you let us in a little bit there? Well, it had been a long time. <laughs> um, you know, I I I was just practice you know when you don't communicate and pray daily with God then it's it's a habit that doesn't get revisited um, yeah. so yeah it was it was you know he was there waiting for me open arms 
and that was in February. So how have you grown spiritually with your relationship with God? Um, and in what ways has that happened as a result of being here? Well, um, I, I know that I would not have been able to get through um, the struggles that we had in May. I had some issues with my youngest. And I'm very proud to say she's upstairs today in the preschool room teaching. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a victory in and of itself. And you know, yes. I, when I got when I got called from school and all the issues, uh, I sent Stephen a basically a 911 text. I'm like, can you call me? And he he drove me home on the interstate. He's like, I'm gonna pray. You just keep driving. And so I couldn't imagine getting through all of that in May without having all of you. Mm. And nobody, there's a few people that know the details. And I'd be happy to share, but it doesn't really need to get recorded on podcast. <laughs> um, you know, um, but, you know, I had some issues with my youngest, and I have a 16, a 15, and an 11-year-old. So. How, so you. You're a rare case here, by the way. I just I, w- I want in you in a good way. In a good way, because <laughs> she she stepped in. She stepped into the church on a Sunday morning, like many of you had for the first time, and she took a bold move in coming to life group that evening. Um, and that was our first life group of of the season uh, in, in the spring. And then you took another bold move, um, a risky move, and came in on a Wednesday night to digging deeper. Um, and you just threw yourself in head first, um, not knowing the crazy that you would come in contact with. But how has, one, how has Life Group and how has, how has this church, particularly through Life Group, loved you but also loved your daughter? Because I, I, I watched our people love your daughter. Um, how, how, have, how, how has that happened? I, I've just felt um, so thankful for everybody, um, both at at church when we're in life group, when we're out of life group. Um, I know they've been praying for her. They tell me they pray for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. a special kid. Yeah. And so how would you describe where you are with the Lord today? I'm, I'm always learning more, and you yeah. know, it's one of my strengths. I'm a learner. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I'm always learning more, either with, I'm currently doing the trek with Stephen, um, the eight-week study, eight, 48-week, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> the eight-week, 52-week Bible study. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I'm just always wanting to learn more and, you know, just engage more, um, you know, I've been out with Christy. We've done the worship concert. We've went out to dinner together. Just the connections. You know, to surround myself with wholesome people. So what is, do you have any encouragement that you would give the many in the room that have been here since Jesus was three uh, or those who have just entered uh, the wall?
walls and the doors for the first time, what, what encouragement would you give? Come back. Don't be afraid. Just take that step. Just come back. Don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Be courageous. <laughs> well, Lisa, I, 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 have, I have seen um, your family be loved in a very real way through through our people um, in a genuine way and I, I've seen you grow spiritually and uh, we're, we're glad that you're a part of this body and uh, Wapak Naz I'm, I'm really grateful for you uh, for loving those that have just w- stepped in the door for the first time and continue to do so who have been here since Jesus 3 thank you so much Lisa I appreciate you, you sharing your time and your story and if you would like to hear a little bit more, um, I just encourage you just to, hey, Lisa, let's go have a cup of coffee or let me take you out. And I'd like to just hear your story, what God's doing in your life. You mind if I pray for you? Uh-huh. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, for Lisa and, and her heart and uh, how she's found her people. And Lord, we ask that you continue to encourage her and grow her, uh, connect her to you first and foremost. May you be priority one in her life, and may uh, you continue uh, to move in the lives of her kids. May they know that they're loved by you and by her. It's in your name, Jesus, that we ask these things today. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate it. Can we encourage her? You can take the box if you want. You don't need the box? <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Um, and, and as I was thinking about Lisa's story, I was thinking about many of you who uh, actually just started here um, this year. Uh, somebody who's been attending Wapak Naz uh, for the last 20 years would walk through the doors and go, man, this is a different group of people. Um, but it's it's the same love and it's the same encouragement and so um, we're going to continue on our journey. This is this is the next two. This is the next week of of a year in review. And so, um, you know, for us, we started this year off um, in a very very good way of raising the bar. And and during this year, one of the series which we actually just wrapped up just not long ago was this adventure uh, series, and you can hear that online. And, and in that adventure series, one of the things that we learned, it was a profound, a very simple yet profound truth, is that God-sized adventures, they actually start in the smallest and simplest of ways, in the form of an opportunity, right? And for us, what we learned was opportunity is this measure of time that you can either waste it or you can seize it for sacred use. It could be redeemed for sacred use. And Paul encouraged the Colossian church, but he also encouraged the Philippi, or the Ephesian church just the same. And he said he wanted them to make the most of every opportunity. And the reason that he wanted them to make the most of every opportunity was so that they could walk through doors that are open for the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? 
Jesus Christ crucified for our sins, dead, buried, and rose from the dead on the third day. And so for us, about a year ago, you, you heard Lisa allude to this, that an opportunity came to us in the form of a phone call. It was around this time last year. We were going through our Happy Thanksgiving series, and we were dealing with biblical finance. One, we were encouraging you how to get out of debt. But two, how to plan to be generous. And it was in during that series that one hurricane hit Honduras, a Category 4 hurricane. And then about a, two weeks later, another Category 4 hurricane hit Honduras again. They were still reeling from the first hurricane. And then here came the opportunity in the form of a phone call. I received a phone call from Rob Alexander from the Valley Church. And he said, hey, have you heard the news? And I, I said, no, I, ha I haven't. He said, well, Honduras, our friends, have been hit by two hurricanes. And I'm wondering if you would partner with us and put an 18-wheeler right on your property and collect items for them. I said, well, let me make a couple phone calls. So I wanted to make the most of every opportunity. And so with that, I made a phone call to the WAC, the Wapak Athletic Club, because they're right on County Road 25A. We're tucked back into a neighborhood that has very, very little traffic outside of those individuals that come down Benton Street to go home. And so I called the WAC and I said, hey, can, what do you think of this idea? Let me think about it. I'll get back with you. Less than an hour, I got the message saying, we'll do it. We got the trailer delivered to the WAC within a couple days. And then in the midst of a pandemic, which many people were canceling things and many people were quarantined, our community rallied together for extravagant generosity. During that series, Happy Thanks for Giving, we were talking about generosity and how generosity itself, you know, generous people plan to do generous things. And the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. It's, it's not that God helps those who help themselves. Uh-uh. Nope. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And you jumped on that. And we jumped on that. And we partnered. We knew that we couldn't do it ourselves, that we could do more together than we can do alone. And so you partnered. You partnered with a lot of entities within our community, whether they were nonprofit, for profit, from our schools, um, from the Methodist Church to Pratt Industries to Mercy Unlimited to Steinecke Chiropractic and on. The list goes on and on and on. You pulled together to fill a trailer full. And I received word just about two months ago that finally all of the trailers that were collected down 75 from Wapak to Sydney 
to Piqua to Troy, finally got through to Honduras. And our Honduran friends and their friends and their families received all the materials that you had given. And it was during that time that there were a lot of people that were connected to a lot of different places that had no idea that there was a place called Wapak Naz on the corner of Court and Benton Street. And you just heard from one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, we exist to bless and bring joy to our community. We are loved people, loving people to Jesus. And we learned very quickly that it's generosity. Generosity helps us connect the disconnected. Because you know what? God's priority is people and redirecting their eternity. People are not projects. They never have been. They never will be. Their priority. We're about to step into the Christmas season. And in the Christmas season, humanity was God's priority. He stepped into human flesh to redirect our eternity. And so it is our objective that we move people a bit closer to the Lord. And one of those ways was through our generosity. And we saw it throughout the year. This time last year, we were prepping. We were getting ready to bless and bring joy to our Wapakoneta City Schools. You have a sheet, a form on your pew. It's near you somewhere. On one side of that sheet is, is our Wapakoneta City Schools um, sign up. Last year, you truly opened our eyes to expand our vision. For several years, we were blessing and bringing joy to our high school, to the staff and the administration and the teachers. But last year, you said, you know what? Let's go big. Let's bless the entire city schools. Let's bless from Crydersville Elementary to Wapak Elementary to the middle school to the high school. And so we expanded that. And we were able to just feed during the parent-teacher conferences. And we do have several teachers that are a part of this congregation that are connected to the schools, and they know how laborious and long the days are for parent-teacher conferences. They're just longing for Thanksgiving. They just want to get there. They <laughs> Preach it, right? Preach it. And so you, you truly blessed um, our community. And if you want to be a part of that, this form is right there in your pew. It has designated days and designated times where you can show up, what you, what you can do at those times. If you would like to be a part of this, this was a, from a couple years ago. Nobody's masked in these two pictures. Um, will you please fill that out and then drop that in the joy box on the way out? Um, thank you for expanding your vision, for connecting the disconnected. This is our opportunity to step in and be generous. And it's in that generosity that, that God has seen. 
And so, as I mentioned, feel free. The partnerships didn't end there, though. They didn't end with the Hope for Honduras or connecting with our school district. Um, last year, around this time, we were prepping for the Wapak Nativity drive through And you and I, we partnered, again, with about eight or nine area churches in our own community. This year, we're about to do that again uh, with six area churches. Now, that same sheet on the other side is the sign-up for this year. If you would like to participate and be a part of that, because we firmly believe here at Wapaknaz that we're not just spiritual consumers, but we're spiritual contributors. And throughout our community, people drove to live nativity scenes, and they also heard the gospel over their radio. And we handed out Bibles here at Wapak Naz, those blue Bibles in the back of your pew. If you don't have a Bible, I just encourage you to take one of these. This is for you. If you know somebody that doesn't have a Bible, I encourage you to take this and give it to them. This is for them. This is why we have them. And so this year, we're partnering with six, total of six churches. And last year, we also, with the same amount of churches, we partnered with them for our scavenger hunt throughout our community. Many, many um, groups, whether they were nonprofit, for-profit, or agencies. You can see the Wapakoneta Police Department in the lower right-hand and left-hand corners. Our very own Corey Sweeble is in the right-hand corner. Um, and also we had the WAC. We had Steinecke Cryopractic. We had several of our area churches, Winans Chocolates and Coffee, the Gardens. People went through our community to places that, honestly, many of them didn't even know existed. And as they went from place to place, they gathered eggs, they were greeted, they were given treats, but they also had an experience. And by the end of that experience, they actually put stickers to a story that told the story of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. Combined, the nativity and, this, and the scavenger hunt, over 2,000 people from our community and outside of our community heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Folks, I don't remember if there was ever a time where there were 2,000 people sitting in these pews on a Sunday morning. We praise the Lord. We exist to love people to Jesus, right? To connect the disconnected. And we do this in so many different ways. And I want to say thank you for being a part of that and doing that. Many of you enjoyed those days. You collected a lot, a lot of candy, and you filled a lot of eggs, and you were a part of making this happen. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for being willing to connect with those churches in our community that majored on the majors, Jesus Christ crucified, dead, and buried, and resurrected. And we set aside the minors. We set aside the what's in it for me. And we said, what's in it for the kingdom of God? What's in it for this community to hear the gospel? So thank you for being a part of those events in those two days. 
But it didn't end there. It didn't end there. We partnered with the Family Life Center with Alyssa Locke, who, who actually came and shared her vision for the second time. About two years ago, uh, two years ago around December, Alyssa Locke came from the Family Life Center for the very first time, sharing her vision for what the Family Life Center does in our community. At that time, they were sitting in Mercy Unlimited in a very small space that was really awkward and uncomfortable for those that they served, for those young ladies who were pregnant and unexpectedly and just needed assistance and help. And so she came here and cast the vision, and at that point you raised $2,000 to get them moved to their current location. And during that time, two of our ladies who were sitting up here up front, Chris Kirkpatrick and Laura McRae, heard that vision cast, and they began to volunteer and serve at Family Life Center three hours every Saturday. As a result of that, they were connected with a, a young couple who was expecting. And so they cast the vision to tapestry. If you're not sure what tapestry is, it's our women's ministry for women of all ages. Whether you were a kid, a teen, a young adult, or a seasoned vet, or somewhere in between, these are ladies who gather together to serve the Lord in a very practical, meaningful way in our community, and they gained fellowship out of that. Chris and Laura came across a young couple who was expecting, who just needed a little love. And so, Tapestry gathered together, they made meals, and they collected items, and they blessed this young couple. They call it a sprinkling or a blessing. Did I get that right? And then baby Jocelyn was born. Tapestry also moved outside of our community. Many of you heard the story from Kayla, Kaylee Jeffrey and her husband, Zach. Kaylee's pictured in the middle here. They went up to uh, Sufficient Grace Ministries. This ministry comes in and ministers to families, particularly women, but their families who have lost by stillborn, miscarriage, or infant death. And so our tapestry went to Sufficient Grace Ministries. They had a wonderful tour of their facility, and then they started sewing and sewing and sewing. Stuffing, you were stuffing. Not turkeys, but bears. You were stuffing bears. Each family who is in the middle of grief receives one of these, these comfort bears. Kaylee and Zach, as you heard their, their message over this course of this year, they received care and love from Sufficient Grace Ministries, and they wanted to give back to Sufficient Grace Ministries. And so Tapestry rallied together and served there. And all of those bears will go to families who are in the middle of grief, who need someone to love them where they are, meet them in their roughest, toughest moment of their life. Tapestry also partnered for the Walk for Life. This August, this is something many of you probably don't know. For the last 
seven years, Wapak Naz has gone to the Global Leadership Summit because we need to develop our leaders. We firmly believe in leadership development. Over the course of our time, 2014 and 2015, we had a very small group that went with us. Very small group from here, from our leadership. And I cast the vision, I said, who do we need to bring? Who needs to be a part of this? To be developed, to be filled, to be sharpened in their leadership from within our community. 2015, we took the superintendent of our, of our schools and he saw the value of this. And as a result, this began to explode within our own community. This past year, Winans took two teenagers from our high school, took their staff. We took many of our leadership team, Noah as well as our intern, but we also invited community members in. Mercy Unlimited was a part of this. Several other churches were a part of this, and we gathered in a community room. And we, as Wapak Naz, led two discussions about sharpening our leadership at all levels. Our Wapakoneta Police Department was blessed by you. Our chief of police was a part of this in his office. And our Wapakoneta Police Department also, for a whole week, had access to all of these high-caliber speakers from across, whether it's economics, business, nonprofit, church, philanthropy, you name it, high-caliber speakers speaking about leadership. You have invested in your community over the course of the last at least seven years in Global Leadership Summit. Last year, in 2020, we had our largest group that you invested in. It was at least 17 people outside of our own church that are high-caliber leaders within our community. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for investing. Because, again, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, does it not? When we are generous, we are refreshed ourselves. Also, back in February, our youth group, which was awesome, by the way. Our youth group went with a 30-hour famine. They decided to, to uh, fast for 30 hours. So four of your students, including your youth pastor and his wife, they fasted for 30 hours in order to raise funds to feed families. As a result of their time, as a result of their fast, they, in fact, um, raised $1,530, which fed three family, three kids for an entire year. Three kids for an entire year, which, when you start to process this, your teenagers not only fed those kids for an entire year, but also allowed their families to save the money that they would have spent feeding their kids, to spend it in other needs and necessities within their own family. 911 organizations partnered to make this happen. We were one of those 911. And I don't get tied up into numbers, but we were 81st in raising funds of 911 organizations. 
are teenagers. And you're hearing me now. All of you sitting back there. Yes, you guys, you are going to be doing this again. That's right. You are going to be doing this again. And I would like to see more than four. I would like to see all of you, all of you participate in this. Begin thinking about this now. Man, there's an amazing movement of, of God in our teenagers, and I appreciate you guys back there. We actually need to get you a pew because you're sitting on the floor. <laughs> we also heard word from Cuba this past year. Um, back in before the pandemic, my wife and I were able to travel to Cuba and go throughout the uh, east coast of Cuba meeting pastors and their congregations for about seven days. And one of the things that we found in Cuba was that a majority of those pastors would travel by foot to their congregations, to their churches, to their communities, ministering and shepherding. But the bike would enable them to get further, quicker, and actually give them ability plant churches and so in 2020 it was really awkward but we pivoted anyways we held our VBA on Sunday mornings and you you raised about two thousand dollars so that pastors can purchase bikes to minister and shepherd their families and their communities we received this picture this is one of the pastors who was able to purchase a bike because you sent money from VBA. Now keep in mind, we got this picture in 2020, or in 2021. 2020 and 2021 were very, very difficult years. You know that. I don't need to tell you that. You now are experiencing, when you go into the stores, empty shelves products that you cannot find it's happening all across our nation this is the reality in Cuba outside of a pandemic so let's just think how hard it's been for us it's a hundred times harder for them this was the perfect time for pastors to have the bikes that you purchased for them to get around to their communities and minister to the people in need who were sick, who needed food, and who needed somebody just to care for them. So I want to say thank you for your generosity through VBA in 2020, that we were able to see it in 2021 and the impact. I want to make the bold announcement that in 2022, we will have VBA back here at Wapak Naz. Yeah, right? It's awesome. Oh, so excited for that. So excited for that. This year, we weren't able to do it again um, like we normally would. We pivoted again. Many ladies uh, and I met together uh, over the course of like three or four weeks. We, we dreamed, we planned, we brainstormed, 
they executed, we executed and implemented Slime Sunday. Slime Sunday was awesome. Wapak Naz did get slimed. You experienced a wonderful Slime Sunday where we raised funds for Peru. Uh, again, we're, we're not locally minded, we're globally minded. That's global and local at the same time. That's, I, I, I don't receive that, that's Matthew's term. We're global, right? Uh, and you guys served our community in a wonderful way through our, our, our Slime Sunday. Uh, many of our teenagers gathered together and helped out and made faces. Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> um, kids were having an awesome time. And uh, if you're new here um, or if you've been here for a long time, uh, I want you to hear me as I start to talk about this next portion of our Slime Sunday. I don't get caught too caught up in numbers. We used to have a number thing back there when I first started. And every Sunday we would change the number of attendance. And it was like, come on, man, we got to get rid of that thing. It's so depressing. Um, I don't get caught up in numbers. And we don't measure our success here at Wapak Naz by um, butts and pews or money in coffers. We don't. That's not how we measure success. One of the key factors of the way we measure success around here is, are we loving more? Are you loving more, and are you loving practically? So, with that said, these two numbers, 92 and 96, those two numbers were the average attendance in June and July of this year. Our Slime Sunday was 158 people, which tells me 158 people worshiped the Lord that day. Many of them for the very first time in a long time. 158 people had a raucous time, breaking it down, laughing, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, watching children worship the Lord. And 158 people had some grub together. But let's look at it a little bit closer. That means that there was a 67% increase from that Sunday from those two other averages of June and July. What does that tell me? What does that tell us? It tells me that there's, there's value and power in the invitation. You were invitational. I don't know if you recall, but for three weeks prior to Slime Sunday, we laid these invitation cards out on your pew. You were very intentional, very purposeful, and in thinking about people who might want to come to Slime Sunday and worship the Lord and have fun doing it. You were very intentional about praying over those people. You were very intentional in carrying these cards with you 
And when you had an opportunity, remember, make the most of every opportunity. When you had an opportunity and there was an open door, you invited. You invited them. And so, folks, there's value in the invitation. There's value in you asking people to come to church with you. There's value in you asking people to come sit with you and come eat with you and come serve with you. But there's even more value when you invite them into your life. It's not just to church, folks. It's into life. Inviting people into your life. And it's very simple by inviting them into doing what you're already doing. Folks, I said this a few weeks ago. This is one of the best kept secrets in our community, and I don't want it to be a best kept secret. And I would hope that neither do you. You heard Lisa share the impact that you have made in her life, in her spiritual walk. It is not for us to keep that to ourselves. It is for us to be very intentional and invitational. Very intentional on Sundays when they have come in and loving them where they are. Because when you love people where they are with the love that God has given you, His love doesn't keep them there. Doesn't keep them there. It moves them closer to his heart. And you get transformed by his heart. So, let's continue to be love people, loving people to Jesus. Next week, we'll continue to look back over our shoulder at some of the very pivotal and key lessons that we learned over the course of our, our last year, but also some of the celebration moments that we've had. Our baptism being one of those. And so I want to say thank you for being a church who makes the most of every opportunity, who steps in the gap, who serves your community, who blesses and brings joy, who doesn't think just about us, but we think and pray for those outside of these walls. So thank you. Would you please stand today? And uh, before we wrap up, I'd like for you to pray for two things in this moment. One, I'd like for you to pray for the Harvest Center. There will be people there that don't normally come to church on Sunday. Pray for them and pray for your opportunities with them. And two, I'd like for you to pray for our time with our Wapakoneta City Schools coming up in the next couple weeks. That our interactions are genuine and loving and caring. We don't do this for ourselves. We do this that the name of the Lord Jesus is lifted high. And so, would you bow your heads? And will you pray for those two things right now?
Go ahead and talk to him. Father, we lift up this evening the Harvest Dinner. Lord, one, I just hope it's just a great time of getting together, hanging out with people, having conversation, laughing, poking fun. Great meal. But also may it be a time where your spirit is center and that people... who are disconnected become connected. Not only to this body, but also to our Lord. And Lord Jesus, for when we bless and bring joy to our um, teachers, staff, and administration, may we do it with a humble heart. Do it out of the heart that you've given us. And quite frankly, may May all our staff and all those teachers and administration, may they, may they see you in us. May they see you in the love and the care and the generosity. And as we've looked over our shoulder this morning, at the things that you've done through your people, Father, may we look ahead with open minds and open hearts and open arms. Seeking your genius of how to minister and how to serve those around us, how to partner, how to rally together and how to pray because we want to see a harvest of hearts, Lord Jesus, of souls, We want to see people come into right relationship with the living God. So Lord, give us vision. Give us your genius and your ideas here. That we may make the most of every opportunity. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Folks, will you please love your neighbor as yourself? Have a blessed day. We'll Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you, and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.